The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Big Story. I'm Olivia Quay. You can subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you never miss a single episode. Singapore reporting its first local Omicron case yesterday. A frontline worker at Changi Airport who tested preliminarily positive for the variant. What we know about this case. She's a 24-year-old Singaporean woman working as a passenger service staff member at Terminals 1 and 3. She also worked in the transit holding area, where the health ministry said she may have interacted with transit passengers from Omicron-affected countries. She was asymptomatic when tested for COVID-19 on December the 8th as part of the weekly rostered routine testing. She's fully vaccinated and has also received her booster shot. Contact tracing is underway and her close contacts will be placed on a 10-day quarantine at designated facilities. Dr. Ashok Kurup is here. He's an infectious diseases physician at Mount Elizabeth Hospital and chairs the Academy of Medicine's chapter of infectious disease physicians. Welcome back to the big story, doctor. So the local Omicron case you, and her passenger-facing, shall we say, role at Changi Airport, what does, what does that tell you about Omicron's transmissibility? Is it different from how previous variants would have leaked in the, into the community? Yeah, thanks for that question, Olivia, and I hope you're keeping well. Um, taking one step back, actually, to be honest, we are quite grateful that we even detected such cases in the first place, which is a testament to surveillance and the fact that we, are, we have to keep up with such so that we actually know where uh, the cases of uh, Omicron are in the first place. So I think that no matter people tend to get distracted, oh, we have a case, but look at it, we actually managed to detect it. So that actually is something that I wanted to put out there. So we don't know the details epidemiologically as yet as to uh, what transpired as to how this individual got herself infected. So while the uh, press release, I believe, says that she was in the passenger transit uh, area where she came into contact with passengers uh, coming from uh, Omicron's uh, reporting countries, we don't know the details as to whether there was a breach, uh, some form of infection control breach one way or the other, either by way of the passengers or by way of the employee and so on. So all these things matter because no doubt we know a lot about the transmissibility and you were asking about any leak and so on. But to understand this would be important. The other thing that would be quite telling is there's going to be a cluster around this particular employee. So if there's going to be a cluster and it starts to grow, then that will be quite, you know, pointing in the direction that, yes, this is a leak and that, you know, this is going to be several other leaks uh, out there in the community as well, you know. So we don't know yet about that. If this is just an isolated case, then so be it under control. So whether or not we have to do separate measures in the context of segregation, in the context of what they're doing in Changi already, will very much depend on the investigation. Well, Dr. Kurup, this airport worker, she wasn't the only new Omicron case uh, reported yesterday. There was another preliminarily positive Omicron case, an imported one. Well, this person is a Singapore PR yeah. who actually tested negative in her on-arrival PCR test on December the 6th, but was found to have signs of Omicron on December the 8th after she saw a doctor for a runny nose. Doc, does this suggest that there may be much more, many more cases like that out there? Um, just the tip of the iceberg, I think. We saw this happening with Delta. I don't think we can say this is not going to happen again with Omicron, especially since we know what's happening in parts of the world, like in South Africa, where it was reported first on its transmissibility and so on, that, you know, before long, we're going to see way many more cases. I think we just have to be aware that that's 
something that is going to happen whether we like it or not. And we are just seeing the first few cases. Again, let me say then I said this again, that it's a good thing that we are picking up these cases in the first place. You know how this individual got picked up. And so that in itself is already a way that we are controlling the amount of community spread. Because if you don't have a system of surveillance in place where people can go around and infect so many before they're getting detected, then that would be bad. So we are detecting cases. We can try to mitigate the onward spread and transmission as best as we can. So I think that, you know, we have got robust systems. We have learned over the last uh, couple of years. Gosh, it has been a couple of years. Yeah. So, you know, we have, we have systems in place. I think, you know, we should not be alarmed, you know, and I think we are going to anticipate uh, many more cases and potentially clusters in the community moving forwards. But I don't think we need to be um, unduly alarmed. Well, doctor, let's shift um, our attention to how effective vaccine booster shots are against Omicron. In your expert opinion, how long should a person wait before getting a booster? And, you know, how many booster shots are necessary? As well as, you know, does it matter what kind of combinations we take? Oh, you know, we are still uh, in kindergarten or nursery when it comes to the learning curve in this regard because there is so little that we know, so many unanswered questions. Uh, Pfizer tells us that a booster is uh, helpful because, you know, after just two doses of their vaccine, their capacity to repel the virus is not as good. Uh, if you get a third dose, then, you know, it can boost up levels 25-fold uh, and that kind of of, uh, reconstitutes uh, some form of uh, prevention. Uh, but these are tests that were done as experiments. I think the real um, data will eventually be if and when uh, there are clinical studies, which I think we are waiting to see, and more information uh, subsequently, maybe in the weeks to come. But, uh, well, the, the up-to-date data, shall we say, tells us that, you know, as far as Pfizer is concerned, that a booster might be helpful. But I think that, you know, while we wait for more in information from other companies like Moderna, who is thinking of uh, amplifying their dose of their third uh, dose vaccine from 50 to 100 micrograms and so on, um, we also must understand that there is this other aspect of our immune system, which is called the T-cell response. And in in this regard, the T-cell response is not as badly affected by this Omicron's multiple, uh, you know, uh, mutations because it can still work even though there are many uh, mutations on uh, Omicron. And we fail to understand that there is this other aspect of the immune system that can help us prevent severe infection. And I think that has helped us through with Delta, and there's no reason why it should not help us also with Omicron, given uh, the principles of how it can work, even despite all the mutations that are seen on Omicron. Uh, we have very little uh, data because South Africa is not a heavily vaccinated uh, state, but we do know that the vaccinated persons within the country are not doing too badly. So we hopeful that, you know, the vaccine, even though if you have received two doses, there will still be some amount of protection. Uh, so the boosting that you asked whether you should do a different one specifically for Omicron, we don't have enough data. Uh, for Delta, we know that maybe our local studies show that if you do a Pfizer, Pfizer, Moderna, that might actually be a little bit more helpful compared with Pfizer, 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 for example. But I can't tell you the same is going to hold true for the Omicron variant. So it is still something that we have to keep understanding. So I think the 
end uh, deal is go get your booster if you haven't had that already. I think it's still going to be helpful. But whether we need to keep getting boosters and keep getting shots at this point in time, I don't think there's enough information to to tell us that. Well, Dr. Kurup, thank you so much for taking the time today. Dr. Ashok Kurup, infectious diseases physician with Mount Elizabeth Hospital. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.